1: Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelsner.
0: Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and for business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, we've got an awesome show for you. Today I'm going to be joined by Ian Cleary, he's the social media tools writer for Social Media Examiner and we're going to explore free or low-cost tools to greatly simplify your social media marketing and these are really cool tools, many of them I've never heard of before. I also have a cool widget that I want to share with you and I'll also be addressing a caller question on how to launch when you have almost no following at all.
1: After untangling a school of anacondas, look what Michael Stelzner found.
0: Okay, so um, there used to be this really cool Twitter widget that would allow you to embed a Twitter stream into your sidebar, and it would kind of scroll along. But um, unfortunately, that's been um, no longer supported by Twitter. Um, fortunately, I just recently found a really cool widget by Twitter that does something very similar and it's really cool and I wanna share it with you. Basically what it is is it's called uh, the search widget and you can find it at twitter.com slash settings slash widgets slash new slash search. Now don't worry if you didn't catch all that because it'll be in the show notes and I'll tell you how to get to that at the end of the show. Now what this widget does is it's really cool. It allows you to put in a search query, let's say a hashtag or a keyword or even a Twitter ID And um, those tweets will show up in a little box that you can embed just about anywhere on the page. And um, one thing that I want to let you know is that if you do use this plugin, be sure to uncheck, opt, be sure to check, I mean, opt out of tailoring Twitter. Um, By checking that box, this will make sure that you don't see Twitter ads or irrelevant content inside this Twitter stream. And it's especially important if you're literally trying to um like for example show all the traffic on the hashtag the way that we've used this uh I'll share a couple of examples um we have it on mykidsadventures.com on the sidebar and it just um shows the tweets that people are are tweeting about the content on mykidsadventures.com now that's a, a new and young site and it doesn't have a lot of activity but showing those tweets to people when they come there does add a level of social proof because they're very recent. Another thing that we do is we embed this on our Social Media Success Summit page. So um, when people buy tickets to Social Media Success Summit, they often tweet about it with a hashtag. So um, when people go to the sales page, they see these people that have bought tickets. Hey, I just bought my ticket, or I'm going. And that adds a certain level of social proof as well. These are just a couple of uh, examples of how you can do this. And I hope you found some value from that. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. Now with that, I'd like to transition over to um, some questions that I had. And uh, let's do that right now.
1: Fresh off the jungle trail, here's this week's social question.
0: Now I'm about to play for you two different questions, and the reason I'm going to do two is because they're virtually the same question, just from a different perspective. So I want you to hear each one of them, and then I'll go ahead and I'll answer them.
2: Hi, my name is John, and uh, I am the founder of a new website called curbsideme.com, which is a survey tool for doctors. Uh, I am a new listener to your podcast and find it extremely helpful, particularly your recent series about uh, how to launch a new project, um, your site, uh, My Kids Venture. However, I noticed that uh, you have a base of uh, thousands or even tens of thousands of uh, uh, listeners or uh, followers uh, from which to begin um, uh, your broadcasting or your launch efforts. Uh, And my question comes in that for Uh, people like myself or others who uh, only have an audience in the hundreds um, through friends or colleagues uh, or some limited contacts, uh, what advice or tips would you give uh, for us to launch at that much smaller scale uh, uh, in order to get to the point where even you are at, uh, which is uh, having uh, tens of thousands of uh, followers. Um, Thank
3: you very much. Hey, Michael, this is Courtney Miller, and I'm the host of a brand new podcast called the Hollywood Dance Career Show. Great job of being interviewed on your very own show by the podcast Answer Man. My question is going to keep in line with the theme of launching. I'm launching a brand new website, podcast, Facebook, Twitter page and YouTube page. As of right now, none of it exists. In fact, there is no other podcast on iTunes that will teach people how to become a professional dancer in Hollywood. I currently have about 5,000 people that are on my personal Facebook page, and so in keeping with the theme of launching, I'm trying to figure out what's the right steps here. Should I create a, uh, a website first, push everybody to the website, then work on the Facebook and the Twitter, Should I build a founder's list, kind of like what you're doing right now with your project? Uh, Should I just simply uh, gather emails? There's so much information out there, and I really just don't know where to begin. The good news is that there is no other podcast teaching people how to become a professional dancer in Hollywood, so I'm kind of excited about being first in the market, but I really don't want to mess this up. Please help.
0: Well, Courtney, thanks for that question, and John, thanks for the prior question. Uh, And those of you that are listening right now, you might... Be wondering the same thing you know maybe I don't have really much of a following at all how in the world do I ever get to be successful well I'm going to introduce a quick concept to you called the elevation principle and it's very simple it's great content plus other people minus marketing messages equals growth so the core of the strategy is to have good content now in your case Courtney you have a podcast that's coming out which is going to be driven by a blog And John, you probably should consider starting a blog. Um, And both of you should create content that is totally educational, that addresses um, the interest of your ideal audience, and um, that will be a great step in the right direction. Now, the next thing you have to do is uh, think about the other people component. Um, Chances are very good that both of you within your private network know people that meet the demographic that you're trying to reach. Not all of your friends, and not all of your peers and colleagues that you know are necessarily interested in what you have to offer, but there are some that likely are. So start there. Start by sharing with them this great content that you've got and ask them for their thoughts and their opinions, and um, ask them if they know anybody that might be interested in it, and ask them to share it with their friends. It's very, very simple in that regards. A couple other thoughts, you could start networking and meeting people In your respective industry that do have access to the audience that you want to get to and you might want to profile them Uh, in your case uh, Courtney because you have a podcast maybe you interview some famous people in the dance space and maybe in return they start you know helping you out by pointing to their very own uh, interview and in the process you get exposure that's kind of how it works Uh, another thing that you can do if you don't really have any contacts at all is to do what I would call um, an outreach campaign targeted at blogs in your industry that you may not know anybody at. You can go to these blogs, maybe identify 10 to 20 of them in your space, and we're working on this right now for My Kids Adventures, and just start going there every single day and leaving comments, thoughtful comments. Eventually what's going to happen is you're going to get the attention of the people that write those posts. They're probably going to click on your name and discover that you happen to have a product or a blog or a podcast that's of interest. And this is a process that you can use to begin to develop those relationships. It really all comes down to relationships and it takes time. Now, the other thing to keep in mind is I want both of you to be thinking about a blog. When people ultimately do go to your blog, you want to make sure you have some Facebook and Twitter widgets on there so that people can just go ahead and click a button and become a fan or a follower. You also want to be sure to have a email opt-in list so that you can begin to let these people know every time you have a new blog post or every time you have a new podcast. So um, that's the model. Great content plus other people minus marketing messages equals growth. Feel free to go over to mykidsadventures.com. Look at how we've done everything that we've done there. Um, or you can go to socialmediaexaminer.com MKA to get there very quickly and just look at how we've done everything and think about how you could do the same thing. Also, you can get uh, a free chapter of my book, Launch, which talks about the Elevation Principle in detail by visiting elevationprinciple.com. Now, if you have, and that was elevationprinciple.com. Now, if you have questions that you would like me to p- possibly answer in a future episode of the show... It's very easy. You just simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash voicemail from any computer, and I believe it even works on a mobile device, and you can record your question right there on the spot. I get notified, and if I like the question, I may include it in a future podcast. So with that, let's transition over to today's interview with Ian Cleary, where we talk about a lot of really cool social tools that will help simplify your life as a social media marketer.
1: To help simplify your social safari, here's this week's special guest.
0: I'm very excited to be joined today by Ian Cleary. If you don't know who Ian is, he's the social media tools writer for Social Media Examiner and more importantly, the founder of Razor Social, a blog dedicated to social media tools. Ian, welcome to the show.
4: Thank you very much, Mike. It's great to be here. I always listen to the show in the car, either going into work or coming home from work. Now you get to listen to yourself. (laughs) Exactly. It's going to be very strange listening to myself.
0: (laughs) Well, today, Ian and I are going to explore some free or low-cost social tools that will help simplify your social media marketing. Now, Ian, um, let's just kind of start with a little backstory. How in the world did you ever get interested in the the tool marketplace, because you're really one of very few people out there that's focusing on the social tools.
4: Yeah, I suppose my background is working in software companies. So I had a very strong technology background, and then I drifted into social media, but my passion was always technology and social media. So it's just combining the two of them together. And I looked at all the key influencers around social media, and I thought this was a perfect niche where nobody really owned that space.
0: And you know what's really interesting is that there are so many widgets, apps, add-ons, um, <laughs> services. I mean, it's, it's endless, isn't it? So somebody's got to make sense of all that stuff, and that's where you come in.
4: Exactly. And I, 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 I'm getting more and more people are contact me on a daily basis with new tools. So I'm even amazed by the amount of tools that are in development at the moment.
0: Well, let's tap your mind here a little bit. Um, let's start with analytics. Um, most people that are marketers that are listening right now are probably using Google Analytics and possibly they're looking at their Facebook analytic data. Um, Is there any reason why folks might want to consider looking beyond those tools? And if so, do you have a tool that you might suggest?
4: Okay, well, from a Google Analytics perspective, it's really useful and it's great, but it's not going to track things like you know, what's happening really on social media related to Twitter or related to LinkedIn. And then from a Facebook analytics side, the tool is a little bit complex. So some people find it a bit complicated. So one tool I'd recommend is a tool called Likealyzer.
0: Can you spell that?
4: It's L-I-K-E-A-L-Y-Z-E-R. Okay. And basically, it's a very simple Facebook analytics tool. So what it'll do is it'll evaluate your Facebook page. And it'll give you a score out of 100. And then it'll give you some recommendations of what to improve. So if you just want some basic recommendations for improving it, that's a good starting point.
0: Um, So what kind of recommendations does it typically, you know, reveal?
4: Well, it will say things like you're not engaging enough. It will show you, are you sharing enough pictures or status updates? It will do a comparison against other pages. And that's your score will be compared to other pages. So a lot of it, it's around the engagement. You know, are you really engaging with your fans and followers?
0: Gotcha. Okay, so, so like Elizer, is it L-I-K-E-A-L-Y-Z-E-R dot com? Is that how you get yes, to it? Yes. Okay, cool. That's it. And is it a free service?
4: It's a free service, yes.
0: Okay, cool. So um, let's talk about um, a lot of marketers out there are um, looking for content. And content marketing is kind of a key part of a lot of marketer strategies. For example, you um, hear at Social Media Examiner, we're always to trying to keep track of all the news in our industry or interesting articles that aren't necessarily written by us. And we share that content on our Twitter feed and we, we share that content on Facebook. Um, and I know that that's a strategy that a lot of marketers either are doing or thinking about Are there any tools out there that make it easy for marketers to discover news rather than, you know, just the good old fashioned bookmarking a bunch of sites and going back to them or, you know, you got any recommendations?
4: There's a lot of activity, Mike, in this area. There's a lot of people developing tools. But two of the ones that I really like that I would use on a daily basis are one, Feedly. So we know that Google Reader was a great application for reading blog posts from a variety of bloggers that you subscribe to, but that's recently stopped. So what Feedly does is allows you to read a selection of blog posts from any blogs that you're subscribing to. So if I subscribe to Social Media Examiner, as soon as I log into Feedly, I'll see the latest post there. And what I really like about Feedly is, well, it has a really nice user interface. You can access the content through the web. You can access the content through your mobile device. But what you can also do is it integrates with Buffer app. So if I see really interesting content, I can, put it, I can send it to Buffer. And what Buffer does, it puts it into a queue, and then it delivers it at the next available slot in that queue. So you can constantly have a feed of content going out to your different social media profiles on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn.
0: Okay, let's, let's digest this a little bit. So is Feedly an app or is it a website?
4: It's a website. It's a website where you go to the website and then you use Feedly and it's an app on the, your phone.
0: Oh, so it's either one. Okay. Yeah. So basically, you go into this like you used to go into your Google RSS readers and you set up all your favorite sites, right? Um, can you Do you know if you can like group them? Like for example, here's five sites on social media and here's... 10 sites on cycling. If I happen to be in the cycling, or is it just one huge laundry list?
4: No, you can group them. So I would group them into different areas. So I would have the social media tool providers in one area. I'd have a, you know, different technology blogs in another group. So then I can go in, I can select a group and then just read the content all around that group and then share out the most relevant content.
0: And does it, um, similar to Google, does it show you? Like, you know, a number, like two, which might indicate there's two new articles in this particular feed, and then you open it up and and you view the feed, just like you do in Google? Is that generally how it works?
4: Yeah, exactly. So you don't have to go into an area to find, is there any new posts? You'll see immediately a list of all the different folders you've created, the different content sources, and then a number beside it saying zero, there's no new posts, or two, there's two unread posts. And then I can quickly go through that content, so it allows me to it. It's easier to read the content as well. I can get through content quicker.
0: Well, and I really like the buffer integration. And, and as you stated, for those that aren't familiar with buffer, it's basically a social scheduling um, uh, app, if you will. Right, that allows you to um, to uh, to basically, if you find an interesting article, to go ahead and have it scheduled at set times. Is that a, is that a simple assessment of what buffer is?
4: Exactly, exactly. And it's a great tool.
0: And uh, does it integrate with all the social networks, Buffer?
4: A wide range of them. So you do get Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, um, you know, so there is a good selection of them. Google Plus? I'm not sure if it does Google Plus, if it does Google Plus business page, I'm not sure of.
0: So, okay, so um, I think that the fact that Feedly and Buffer integration is together is kind of a super thing here, right? I mean, like... You can be in your your, your your feedly feed, you see an article, you click a buffer button and you're done, right?
4: Yeah, it saves a huge amount of time on a daily basis because you can go in, spend 10 or 15 minutes reading content and then spread that content out to your social media profiles over the course of the day. Or you could read content for a couple of days, you know, and send it out for a couple of, a couple of days through Buffer.
0: For people that aren't Buffer users, and and the good news about Buffer is it's not like, if you were just to hit the retweet button, it would go immediately into your Twitter stream, but with Buffer, it kind of goes into the next available slot, which you can predetermine. Now, um, do you know whether or not Feedly, for those that aren't Buffer users, allows you to just immediately tweet or share direct from Feedly?
4: Yes, you can. You can share directly from Feedly if you want. Awesome.
0: And do you know if the mobile app has the same Buffer integration, or is it just the website?
4: Yeah, no same buffer integration. I'd use the Feedly app on the mobile, and quite often send out content through Buffer.
0: That is awesome. That's a neat. lot of people listening right now are like, "Wow, that is so cool!" Because you <laughs> couldn't even do that with Google with Google Reader, right? You could not do that, right?
4: No, there was no buffer integration. So it's actually it's funny now. I've moved over to Feedly. It's actually better than Google Reader.
0: Well, I've seen it, and it's a pretty sexy looking interface too. It's it's got a little bit of a Flipboard look to it. You know, at least on the mobile app, when I was when I was messing around with it.
4: Yeah, I, I think over time people will say they won't miss Google Reader after using Feedly for a while.
0: Now, are there any other um, ways that people can discover content if they don't know where to go looking for it?
4: Well, I I use Scoop it, Scoopit, S C O O P dot I T, and what Scoopit is basically you follow people on Scoopit to find content. So, if Mike, if you were on Scoopit you would create these boards. And anytime you pick up nice content, you add that content to a relevant board. So you could have a board for technology, a board for sports, a board for something else. And then what I can go in, then I can start following you as a user or I can follow a particular board. So if you had a technology board, I could follow that and I could see what content you're curating. So if you find really good content, you add it to the board. So what happens here is what I'm doing is I'm following people and other people are helping curate content for me.
0: Is this kind of like a modern-day equivalent to Delicious? Are you familiar with Delicious? It was a bookmarking site back in the day where you would bookmark all your favorite sites and then some of them would show up on the front page. It was del.ic.ious or something like that.
4: Yeah, I'm familiar with Delicious. All right, It's much more organized the way the content is grouped. So Delicious... Delicious was harder to find the content. Where Scoopit, at least I can follow individual people and I can follow boards within Scoopit, and it's just much easier to find the content. So I think it's better than the, the traditional bookmarking systems like Delicious.
0: And is it more like a dig or is it more like uh, Pinterest? I mean, it sounds a little bit like Pinterest the way you're you, the way you're you're describing it. it. It sounds like it's a social network, right? So you have to like create an account and you have to go in there and you have to start sharing content on that account in the same way you would with Pinterest, it sounds like.
4: Yeah, it was, it's, not, it's not as visual as Pinterest. So Pinterest is all about imagery, whereas this is about content. So it's, it's, a, it's a feedly in terms of a collection of content, except it's based around people uh, picking that content for you. So I don't follow individual blogs. I follow people That find really good content for you.
0: How do you find the people? Do you do keyword searches or do you have to know who the thought leaders are in the space?
4: You you can do keyword searches within it and you can search for what are popular boards at the moment around your topic. So I can put in social media, then I'll see what are the most popular boards that people are following, then I can start following and tracking them boards.
0: Now back in the day, Ian dig D I G G which has since kind of gone defunct and then been resurrected by as something different used to be the place that everybody would go to find like the hot stuff that everybody was sharing. Um, and it didn't really matter who it was. It was kind of voted up to the top. Has there been a replacement for dig, uh, when it comes to content, you know, some sort of a site that's, that showcases the most popular content and it kind of levels it up to the top?
4: The one I use is a, a site called Inbound.org, but it's mainly it's very much technology focused, uh, search engine optimization, social media tools. But that one is really you post content up to it, and people vote the content, and when they vote the content, that moves up within the the list. Huh. I I find that is a good source of content for me, but it's it's very much technical, technology focused.
0: Well, you know, and it used to be that you could go to linkedin.com slash today to find a lot of this kind of stuff. Um, And for those that aren't familiar with uh, what LinkedIn today, it used to be, it used to be an aggregator of the most popularly shared content on LinkedIn in different categories. And this is all B2B, of course. So, um, but then when LinkedIn decided to come out with their authority uh, bloggers, They decided to put those as the prominent content that's displayed, and what LinkedIn decided to do was just to become a blog, if you will, and to invite authorities to blog on their website, and that's the kind of stuff that they're not propagating through LinkedIn today, and it seems like it's not what it once used to be. It seems that there is kind of a big void out there. Um, There doesn't seem to be a tool, for example, that shows the most popular shared content on Facebook or the most popularly shared content on Twitter. I mean, you could argue you can look at trending tweets and you can look at the Twitter uh, news um, that pops up in, I think it's called news, um, inside the twitter.com site. But it doesn't seem that there is kind of a, uh, a any kind of universal tool anymore that looks across social and just discovers what's popular and what's shared. Right. Have you Have you found anything?
4: The only tool, as one tool within Facebook that's trying to do this, a tool called Post Planner. And what Post Planner does is it shows you what's trending content and what's being shared most. So you, you, then you can pick off content and add it to your Facebook page. But that's the only one I've seen that's for Facebook only. How do you get but to you, there? So if you go to postplanner.com, uh-huh. then you can install, it's an application you install within Facebook. And it's a content discovery engine that picks off good content and shows you, you know, how many shares you can sort it of based on how many shares there has been in this content or how many likes based on this content. But I haven't seen that like in the likes of Twitter. I can't think of a tool that does that with Twitter. But like I say, there may be an opportunity for a universal tool to say, just show me the most shared content across all social platforms related to a, you know an area that I'm interested in.
0: Well, folks, as you can tell, there's lots of different ways to discover content that you could share across um, your social networks, um, given your little area of expertise, Um, and we've just mentioned a couple of them. Now, um, my next question, Ian, has to do with, uh, let's say I'm a marketer, and um, I don't really have a good feel for what types of social activity are going on around my brand or some keywords, Or, um, you know, is there a simple tool out there that can kind of give a mile-high overview of um, all the activity that might be going on around a company or around, you know, certain kinds of keywords so that marketers can kind of really get a really good feel of, you know, whether or not what they're doing is working?
4: Yes, there definitely is. So one of the tools I use is called Mention.net. And there's a free piece to it, and there's a paid part to it. So you can start off with the pr- free part. And what that, what that does is monitors mentions of keywords, which could be your brand name, could be your product name, and it, it monitors that across the web. So we'll pick up mentions on blog posts, on forums, on Twitter, on Facebook. And then I can go into that tool, and I can see, oh, yesterday somebody mentioned my brand name within a Facebook page, I'll see it. Or somebody mentioned my name within a blog, and I can get email alerts on that. So it's a really, really powerful tool and so essential for a marketer to track or a business to track what's going on.
0: Sounds really cool. What was it called again?
4: It's Mention.net.
0: Now, um, how do they, what's the limits on the free one? Is, it, is, is the limit based on the frequency at which they report it or the depth at which they go out to find the research, or how does that work? Do you know?
4: Last time I looked, it was the the amount of mentions they picked up. So you're limited to a certain amount of mentions per month. Gotcha. And once you go over that, then you can start. You, then you can wait again till the next month, or then you can buy additional credits.
0: So what could a marketer do with that kind of knowledge?
4: I mean, for me, I, I try to track what people are saying about me or my brand, and then I'll actually go in and I'll respond and interact with people. But I can also track, for example... If somebody's mentioned keywords related to your product, they may be talking about buying your product. They may be talking about a competitor product.
0: Or a bad so experience you, with your product, right?
4: Or a bad experience, exactly. So from there, what you you can do then is click into that alert, find out exactly where that alert occurred, and now you can start interacting with that person. So extremely important, really useful. And this app is also available on your phone as well, so you can use mention on your phone when you're out and about, and track all the alerts.
0: That sounds really, really powerful. Um, Now, the old school method that I use, (laughs) um, and I know people on my team use more sophisticated tools, but I use Google Alerts. Um, um, I don't know, Ian, are you using Google Alerts at all?
4: I'm still using Google Alerts, but I don't know why Google keeps on getting rid of some of these products. Well, Google Alerts is on the way out. You can't create any more alerts anymore.
0: Really? Because I just created one a couple weeks ago. Did they decide that's not going to happen anymore?
4: That's not going to happen anymore, no. So uh-huh. the Google Alerts is going. So uh, you you will have to replace your Google Alert with something else.
0: Well, first of all, let's explain what Google Alerts is real quick, just so people know what we're talking about.
4: Okay, so Google Alerts allows you to set up a... An alert, if you're a keyword is mentioned on the web anywhere, you will get an email alert. Now, it's not as comprehensive as mention.net, so it wouldn't pick up, for example, somebody mentioning you on a Facebook page. But if somebody mentions you on a blog, then you'll get an email from Google saying, here's where they mentioned you, here's a link to it. Then you can click on the link and go and see what happens.
0: Huh. And they're phasing it out, meaning even those people that, that get Google Alerts will no longer be getting them? Or will, or if is it once you're in, you're in kind of
4: thing? I think at the moment, I'd say it's once you're in, you're in. I, I haven't seen a drop-dead date where they're saying, that's it, no more alerts anymore.
0: Okay, it's so rush out and get your Google Alerts, folks, <laughs> right?
4: You might, you might be too late to set them up. but
0: If you can, so. I think you just Google Google Alerts. And, and some of the very simple alerts would be to put your name or company name in there, right? And... Um, That way, at least, you'll be covered on the blog front and on on, on websites, um, and that's free. So, obviously, that's something worth trying.
4: Exactly. Now, there is a tool called Talkwalker Alerts, and that's meant to be a replacement for Google. It's a completely separate company, and all they do, they're doing the equivalent of what the alerts that Google picked up, and it's completely free.
0: Talkwalker Alerts. Yeah. Do they do anything more?
4: Well, they don't do they don't do Facebook alerts or Twitter alerts or anything. It's just basically the web, but it's 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 replacing it takes over from where Google alerts left off.
0: Now, let's say that um, um, I want to go a little further than mention.com and I want a sophisticated tool to help me get not just maybe what's going on in the industry, but maybe some analytics about who's talking about us, sentiment, that kind of stuff. Do you have any inexpensive uh, tools that help marketers kind of take this to the next level?
4: Well, first of all, the first tool is called is Mention.net. So oh, Mention.net, sorry, okay. Yeah. So a lot of the tools, once you get into sentiment analysis, the tools start getting quite expensive. So it's difficult to come up with a tool that's free or low cost in there. Now, there is a tool, a social media management tool called Viral Heat. And Viral Heat started off as a monitoring tool. Viral Heat, al- right? H-E-A-T. Yeah. Okay, go on. Yeah, and it actually started off with a monitoring tool, but it had sentiment analysis as well within it. So it was very strong on the monitoring and the analytics and the sentiment analysis. Then they developed functionality for the social media network management in terms of for Twitter, doing updates on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn. So they're now they're actually quite strong in both areas, but their pricing is very reasonable to get that type of analytics.
0: What are we talking about? Do you have any idea what the price range is, even if it's not like set in stone in your mind?
4: It, it, I mean, it's. It, I mean, last time I looked, it was like thirty dollars a month, sort of starting price. It's it's not it's not that expensive.
0: So it seems like a lot of tools, like in the beginning, you had social oomph and Hootsuite, you know, and very simple tools that allow you to kind of schedule and manage um, your social accounts. And then it seems like these um, ability to do these analytics came in and, and, and it seems like they're all kind of merging together. Are you beginning to see that happening in the industry right now?
4: Yeah, there's a good bit of acquisitions going on. Actually, three tools that we covered on Social Media Examiner got acquired over the last few months. So there is more and more acquisitions happening. And I think people don't want to have a dozen tools on their desktop. And at the moment, they sort of have to. So they're starting to bring these tools together. I'll I'll give an example. There's a tool called SumAll, S-U-M-A-L-L. What they're trying to do is bring all the analytics under one platform. So analytics, you bring in your Google Analytics, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, and view all the analytics within one platform.
0: Ooh, that sounds exciting.
4: Yeah, it's interesting because th- what they acquired was a company called 20 Feet. They were an analytics company and they acquired them and they brought it in. They're at a beta at this stage. I don't think it's a perfect tool yet. They have a bit of work to do, but I like where it's going because you want to look at your analytics in one tool and not have to go everywhere to see different analytics.
0: And it's S-U-M-A-L-L dot
4: Yeah, yeah. And it's in beta at the moment. And for free, you can pick five different platforms. So you can say... Facebook, Twitter, you know, Pinterest. You can pick five of the platforms, add them on, and then you can view all the analytics for free within it.
0: Now, I'm guessing that most everybody who's listening right now is using Google Analytics. Do you have any um, tips on how to better use that? Because it seems to be the ubiquitous tool that everyone is using.
4: Yeah, and it is brilliant. Sometimes we We forget how good Google Analytics is. You know, we need to spend a bit of time on it. So two things, really. The first thing is set up goals. If you don't have goals within Google Analytics, you're missing a trick. So, for example, you could set up a goal when somebody signs up to your email database through your website or somebody signs up for a trial for your product. So now you can say, well, many people have came to my site and then many people convert it. And even within Google Analytics, you can break that down and look at how many people converted that came from Twitter, that came from Facebook, that came from LinkedIn. So now I can see where my social activity, you know, what's the most beneficial piece of social activity? What's the be- the best platform I should be working on? And I got to so tell you here,
0: I, let's pause here for a second. We do this at Social Media Examiner. We have... um you know, a thank you page after people subscribe to our newsletter, you just put a piece of code on that, that Google gives you. And then Google tracks, um, all that incoming traffic from all those different places. And then tells you, um, once you have this goal, um, the, the percentages and the quantities of, um, people that fulfilled the goal, um, based on, whatever mix or variable that you want. And it's really exciting because we were analyzing this stuff and we noticed that LinkedIn outperformed Twitter like almost 3x, you know, as far as conversions. So um, this is something very important to think about because maybe a social, social network A drives tons of traffic to your website, but it doesn't do anything for your ultimate business, <laughs> you know? And these are important things to know because not just looking at traffic sources is, is, signif- is sufficient enough. Wouldn't you say, Ian?
4: Yeah. To me, I, I don't, I'm not concerned about the traffic, you know, because you can actually generate lots of traffic to your site and it's, it's great talking about it, but it's conversion. Actually, I noticed I do a good bit of guest posting and one of the highest conversion rates I get is when I, do a guest post on Social Media Examiner. So I know that spending time on the Social Media Examiner post is benefiting my business.
0: I have to give you a little applause. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's good to you know. Didn't,
4: you didn't ask me to say that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Always love that when we get a nice positive plug. All right, were you going to mention anything else about Google Analytics?
4: I the other side, custom dashboards are quite useful. So there's a lot of, lot of data in Google Analytics and sometimes a little bit power, overpowering. So with a custom dashboard, you can pick out the most interesting pieces of information relevant to your business and put it up on a dashboard so it's a visual display of that. So I can log in and I just go, show me the dashboard that shows me you know, how many conversions I'm getting, where the conversions are coming from. What's working and not working? And I find that really, really useful.
0: Wow. Um, now, a lot of people, is it, a, is it a pretty visual dashboard instead of just all that raw number stuff?
4: You can get little graphs and stuff, so you can put in graphs, yes.
0: I if you're willing to, Ian, I would love it if you could um, get me a screenshot of what are the dashboards and we can fuzz out the numbers or whatever. But I would love to show people at the show notes what the dashboard looks like because I've got to, we're not using dashboards and I've got a sneaking suspicion most people don't even realize that you can do dashboards with Google Analytics. How do you get to the point where you do the dashboard? Is it once you log in, there's just like a button that says dashboard?
4: Yeah, it's quite straightforward. You create a dashboard and then what you do is you add different stats to the dashboard based on what you're interested in. So in five or ten minutes, you can, you can have the dashboards up and running. There's even sites online that have dashboards already created that you can just add to your own analytics.
0: Oh, my gosh. That sounds awesome. If you happen to have any of those sites, uh, maybe you could look up one or two, and we could link to those in the show notes as well. Exactly. Well, um Folks, you can tell that Ian knows a lot and that there are lots of options out there. Uh, I'm sure in your mind right now, you're just like anxious to to get from wherever you are to get in front of your computer so that you can actually start experimenting with these things. Um, One thing I do want to recommend to you is to uh, visit Ian's website because he goes into a lot of detail on a lot of this stuff. Um, Ian, tell our listeners where they can find out more about you.
4: Thanks, Mike. Well, the best place is to go to the website www.razersocial.com. And that's where I would write regularly, and it's all tools, everything's tools and technology. That's what I'm passionate about, as you can probably imagine after this call. Uh, so that's a great place to, to find me.
0: Ian Cleary, social media um, tools extraordinaire. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining me today.
4: <laughs> Thank you very much. It's an absolute pleasure being on it, Mike. Thank you.
0: Well, I hope you got a lot out of that interview. I know that I did, and I mean, man, there was a lot of stuff in there that I'd never heard of before. Uh, you can get the show notes for this event, uh, not event, podcast, at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 53. Also, if you uh, listen to our podcast and you've been listening for a while and you uh, appreciate it and you like it, uh, do me a favor and head over to com slash iTunes and um, consider subscribing to the podcast if you're not already doing that. And also, uh, click on the ratings and reviews and, uh, we'd love, a uh, star rating. And if you're so inclined, write a review, that'd be awesome. Well, this does bring us to the end of yet another episode of the social media marketing podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelsner. I promise to be back next week. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world.